Welcome to CPAC's Today in Politics. It's Wednesday, March 29th. I'm Julie Van Dusen. Here are the big political stories we're talking about today. The finance minister tables a budget that projects big deficits into the future and features big spending on measures like a grocery rebate, a tax credit for green energy, and the expansion of dental care. This will mean that no Canadian ever again will need to choose between taking care of their teeth and paying the bills at the end of the month. It will mean you can't tell the size of someone's paycheck by their smile. It's a budget that's getting approval from the NDP. Yes, we'll be supporting the budget. We're going to be supporting the expansion of dental care. We're going to be supporting uh, giving people some money back in their pockets, helping them save money. But there will be no support from the Conservatives. All that they have delivered is more debt, more inflation, and more costs on the on the backs of the hardworking and beleaguered people of this country. And that is why Conservatives are proud to announce we will be voting against yeah. this inflationary stand. Joining us is Joël Denis Bellavance, Ottawa Bureau Chief for La Presse. Good morning, Joël Denis. How are you? Good morning, you? Julie. Very good, thank you. Uh, so there's lots to talk about in this in this budget. Where 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 do you want to start? What stands out for you? Well, the um, fiscal restraint that was uh, you know uh, proclaimed by the Minister of Finance, Kishtarfelin, uh, does not exist in that budget, and that's a key criticism that we've seen. Um, and I looked through some documents uh, the, of the Department of Finance and. Five years ago, we were spending on average, uh, it was about, the federal budget in total was $355 billion. Now, mm-hmm. five years later, we're up to $490 billion. So that's a lot of uh, uh, money uh, that is being spent. Um, the liberals will say that they have good causes to spend on. So, And, and I did like the title of my story this morning from, from the desk at La Presse. It said, it's a green budget written with red ink. And that <laughs> says it all because the liberals wanted to use that budget to sort of respond to what the uh, U.S. is doing in terms of trying to attract investment for clean energy and clean electricity and uh, clean hydrogen. We're sort of doing the same way on a different path in the sense that if the U.S. is offering a lot of subsidies and to attract businesses, we're offering mostly tax credits uh, to attract those investments. So it's 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 a gamble for the federal government. Will it pay off? That remains to be seen. But uh, whereas the U.S. is you know putting $370 billion to attract investment for a green economy, the uh, Canadian government is putting on the table about... 88, uh, $82 billion. So uh, it's a different scale because we're a smaller economy, uh, smaller means, if I may say. Mm-hmm. Um, not the same financial arsenal that we can use, but we're trying to do that. And that's, that was the key message from Kushtar uh, Furlan, uh, trying to respond to what other countries are doing to try to attract um, investment in the new economy with the clean economy. So uh, right. uh, it, it's a gamble. Will it pay off? Uh, time will tell. Yeah, so a couple of points there. I mean, you point out uh, the deficit. It's going to be $40 billion this year, which is $10 billion more than anticipated. And there's no plan to get rid of the deficit. Whereas uh, the last time she tabled a budget, there there was one, I think in 2027 or so. Um, but she's still calling it fiscally responsible. I mean, does that make sense to call it fiscally responsible when there's no end to deficits? If you would ask uh, that question to Jean Chrétien, a former Liberal Prime Minister, or uh, Paul Martin, a former Finance Minister, he would probably say no, because you cannot spend uh, the, uh, your way 
uh, you know, like this in the federal government because it, sooner or later, interest rates will rise. The amount of interest you are paying on your debt will increase. And that will be, a, you know, a major uh, expenses for the federal government. So um, if you ask that question to the liberals from the Chrétien era, they would say, no, this is not a fiscally res uh, responsible budget because there is too much spending and no plan to go back to balanced budget. And Jean Chrétien, in fact, I would say was, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a liberal prime minister, but very conservative in, in, in managing the public purse. And uh, I think he would have some comments, interesting comments to see about this kind of budget that was tabled by uh, Christian Freeland yesterday. Okay, so we'll call him right after this. <laughs> see what he says. <laughs> He's probably in his pajamas too. So. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so back to the to the transition to clean energy. I mean, in a way, they didn't have a choice, right? I mean, it is a no. lot of money, uh, but as Christia Freeland has said in some speeches recently, if you ignore this, uh, if you don't grab it, uh, you know, she said that would be reckless not to jump on this bandwagon. Yes, she has a point there because, you know, we're competing with the United States and the United States is our closest ally, our closest partner. We do a lot of business and the fear that was expressed after, uh, you know, the U.S. Congress passed the Inflation Reduction Act that, you know, proposes $370 billion U.S. in investment. The, the deputy finance minister said at the time that this was like a vortex that would attract so much investment in the United States that Canada could be left out of that. And this was a danger for our future economic prosperity. And then we had no choice but to respond in our own way, in our own fiscal capacity, and try to compete and get also the clean energy industries of the future because we are moving in that direction. And if we don't... Um, Put lay out, you know, the groundwork for this. Now it's going to be too late in a couple of years from now. So, the, the, because major decisions are being taken right now by major companies, and so if the government is not, uh, you know, raising its hands and saying we uh, we are ready to uh, be partners in that transition, um, there won't be any left, nothing left for us. Mostly crumbs, if I may say, no. <laughs> breadcrumbs that yet. will be left for us. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so that's the yeah. argument that Madame Freeland and the Liberal government will be yeah. putting forward. We had no choice; we had yeah. to act. But in other areas, the Liberals are not showing so much restraint. And what when they propose some projects, uh, they put out put out a cost for that project. I will give the example of the. National Dental Care Program. Yeah, I was that just was, about to ask you about that because yeah. that's going to cost twice as much as anticipated. Eight, Thirteen billion, eight, I think, over five years, right? Exactly, and it was supposed to be six billion, so that's six, seven billions more. It's twice as much as it was expected. So uh, there, there needs to be some, uh, some um, cost control, expense control, in some way. And um, one of the criticisms that I heard yesterday that is, I think, right is that. The only fiscal anchor that was left in the past budgets was, you know, the debt, the, the debt to GDP ratio that was mm -hmm. supposed to go down. Was it was about at forty four percent. It was supposed to be going down, but even the, this uh, fiscal anchor is gone because the debt to ratio to the debt of the GDP will climb again. So, mm -hmm. uh, what is left? Um, 
Not much, as Jean-Claude would say. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to him, are we? Okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, but, however, you know, uh, the government wants to stay in power, and the NDP is very happy. Yeah, yeah. So there's no, uh, the only good news out of it for me is that there will not be a federal election tomorrow <laughs> because that budget will be uh, supported by the NDP because the NDP is the uh, uh, dancing partner of the Liberals in, in, in this minority parliament. And the NDP got mostly what it wanted, namely the creation of a fully uh, financed national uh, dental care program. That will be fully enforced before the end of 2025. But, the, you know, the major pieces will be uh, up and running this year. That's one thing. And the other thing was uh, that the NDP demanded was uh, help for low-income uh, Canadians so in the form of GST uh, credits. Uh, so that is in the budget. The Liberals, in, in their own communication skills, uh, call it the um, grocery rebate. Right. <laughs> But when you go to Metro or IGA or uh, Sobeys or Loblaws, yeah. you won't have that, you know, to ask for your rebate when you Here's buy your Here's my rebate, yeah. What can I buy with it? <laughs> it will come in three months when the next yes. payment of the GST will be made to Canadians. So, and not only that, uh, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to spend it on groceries. But no, the, the no. most amount you can get, I think, is a little over $400, $464, something like that. Yeah, I mean, for a family of four. In yes, years, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a help. But anyone who's been to the grocery store, and if you have uh, you know, a pile of kids, yeah. we're going to chomp through that pretty quickly. Probably in a week, I would say. Probably in a day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, every everything helps, but it's a very expensive, uh, I think it was $2.5 But it allows the Liberals to say something like, we're doing something to help with affordability. But it doesn't neutralize, you know, Pierre Poiliev, who's been scoring points on the economy and on affordability. Uh, so, so, I mean, they still have him, you know, biting at their heels, right? And that's a very good point, Julie, uh, because this measure was, uh, you know, trying to respond to, to a demand made by the NDP. But it's also uh, 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 an attempt, as you mentioned, to try to respond to what the, the Pierre Poliev has been saying in the last few months. That is the rising cost of living, uh, rising cost of housing, rising cost of groceries. He's been scoring a lot of points on that front and blaming Justin Trudeau. So. The Liberals are trying to respond by saying we have a grocery rebate coming down the post uh, <laughs> that's going to be deposited in the people's uh, bank account soon. So they're going to use that to try to counter the uh, narrative from uh, Pierre Poiliev that, uh, you know, inflation is the cause of um, unrestricted spending by the Liberal government. Mm -hmm. uh, one point that I'd like to make to you, yeah. Julie, and that's uh, because we're in the budget seasons right now. Many provinces have tabled their own budget. Yeah. And now we have the federal government, you know, usually it's the opposite. The federal government tables its budget and then the provinces come after and table their yeah. own fiscal plan. This year, the, um, the provinces tabled theirs before the federal government. And what we've noticed is that the situation, uh, fiscal situation in the provinces is much better than in ottawa uh in fact some provinces have surpluses right now exactly, alberta yeah. ontario Saskatchewan. i think ontario uh, the, next year they predict next year. Uh, okay yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah new brunswick has a surplus yeah. my yeah. native province uh, they've been having surpluses for the last three four years but in ottawa this is you know a very uncertain uncertain project to try to go back to balance so at some point i mean um 
the fear is that because the uh, fiscal situation is such uh, in Ottawa that the, mm-hmm. at one point we'll have to make cuts. And in the past, the recipe that was successful was you know cuts to transfer to the provinces. Remember the yeah. uh, deficit uh, yeah. fight led by the Liberal government of Jean Chrétien yeah. in the 1990s? Yeah. They yeah. cut a third of the fiscal uh, transfers to the provinces for healthcare and 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 other uh, social programs that hurt the provinces. So, uh, if I were leading a province today, I'd be very nervous about you know the fiscal situation in Ottawa because we may see a a, 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 a repeated scenario of what we saw in the 1990s. I'd be hiding that surplus under the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is, the the federal government during the healthcare talks argued, you know. Uh, quit asking us for so much money because yeah. a lot of you guys have surpluses because we bailed you out in the pandemic. You know, you know, yeah. like they, they they kind of blame the provinces for sucking all the money out during the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah. This uh, Ottawa said that they spent eight dollars out of ten during the pandemic, so saving the fiscal rooms uh, of the provinces so they couldn't yeah. complain too much right. during the talks on healthcare. But coming back to the budget. Um, Clearly, um, this is, uh, you know, a gamble that the Liberals are taking by spending so much money uh, right now. And at some point, you know, uh, the electorate will be demanding more fiscal uh, responsibility. And that may probably will be one of the major uh, election issues that will be debated in the next federal mm. election. So I, I Interesting. think that's... Yeah. yeah, because like right now, I think the polls show that Canadians are still willing to have some spending going on during this time period. But if you remember in the 2015 election, that was the big shocker that Trudeau said, you know, we're not going to worry about deficits too much. Right. And poor Tom Mulcair was on the sidelines going, oh, well, we were going to have a plan to reduce the deficit. Everything was flipped. Right. Exactly. So the pendulum went in one way in 2015. I wouldn't be surprised in the next election if the pendulum goes the other way. And the uh, Canadian electorate may have an appetite for a party that is showing more fiscal prudence in managing the national purse. And by the way, we've got fiscal projections in the uh, federal budget. We don't know. It, it, there is some uncertainty in terms of the economy, uh, global economy and the Canadian economy. So uh, there might be a recession that is deeper than what is expected from the finance department. So yeah. that will affect the revenue side. Yeah. But also the spending side, because social programs costs will go up. Unemployment insurance may yeah. go up yeah. uh, the cost of it. So uh, it, it's based on, I, I guess, prudent projections, but it might be optimistic in the current context. Well, I think that's a very good uh, kind of way to wrap this up and uh, move on with this day and get out of our pajamas and get dressed. <laughs> 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 and think more big thoughts. So, uh, <laughs> okay. So it was great talking to you, Joël Denis, and uh, I hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you very much. Okay. Bonne journée. Okay. Bon bye-bye. Journée. That's Joël Denis Bellavance, Ottawa Bureau Chief for La Presse. And that is what this budget invests in the possibility for every single Canadian to share in the remarkable opportunities that Canada provides and in the new era of prosperity that we will build together. Now, let's take a look at what political columnists, commentators and editorialists are saying today. In the Globe and Mail, Andrew Coyne argues if the government wanted to strangle economic growth, This is the budget it would produce. 
He writes, what most economists would prescribe for chronically slow growth is a mixture of smaller deficits, lower taxes, and more competitive markets, less constrained by regulation or distorted by subsidies. What does this budget deliver? Bigger deficits, higher taxes, tighter regulation, and oceans and oceans of subsidies. The most alarming part is the deterioration in the government's fiscal position. Less than five months ago, the fall economic statement projected a deficit of $36 billion for the fiscal year just ended, falling steadily over the next five years. There was even supposed to be a small surplus in year five. That has now been replaced by deficits exceeding $40 billion over the next two years, with no return to balance in sight. In the National Post, William Watson argues, Christia Freeland has delivered a Joe Biden budget. He writes, from its blue-collar bluster to its encomia to unions, its giant green subsidies, its made-in-America, sorry, made-in-Canada packaging, and its make-the-rich-pay-for-it-all rhetoric, this is a Joe Biden budget. Apart from new spending on health and dental care that isn't really Biden-inspired, the big-ticket and open-ended items in the budget are for tax credits for green investment. These are both inspired by similar credits just being introduced in the U.S., and also a response to them. Now, here's what's coming up on today's political agenda. The Prime Minister will attend the National Caucus meeting this morning, and later he will virtually participate in the Summit for Democracy 2023, where he will deliver remarks at the leader-level plenary on democracy delivering inclusion and equality. And at 3 p.m., he will meet with families at a local childcare centre to highlight measures in Budget 2023, that will help make life more affordable for Canadians. He will be joined by the Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Finance, Christia Freeland. Conservative leader Pierre Poilievre will hold a press conference in Ottawa. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh will deliver a keynote address to his caucus ahead of their caucus meeting. And Natural Resources Minister Jonathan Wilkinson will attend the Berlin Energy Transition Dialogue 2023 in Berlin, Germany. That's CPAC today in politics for Wednesday, March 29th. Tune in to Primetime Politics tonight on CPAC for coverage of all the day's events. I'm Julie Van Dusen. Our podcast returns tomorrow morning. Have a great day.